What's up, you guys? It is the host of your favorite podcast, Tending to. I am Sheena. And um, before we get started, just bear with me a little bit. I'm recording at the beach. <laughs> we will talk all about why I am at the beach in this episode death and all the things that it brings. So I am currently in Fort Myers, Florida, where my family lives, my dad's side of the family. And I, this was not a planned visit (laughs) at all, none whatsoever. But Thursday morning, I got a call from my grandmother and she was saying her goodbyes. Now rewind back, you guys know I like to rewind and fast forward in time, but rewind back a couple of weeks ago, I learned that my grandmother had cancer. And initially we thought it was liver cancer. And after a little research and after conversations with the oncologist, I learned that you just don't get liver cancer. Liver cancer is something that you get once it metastasizes from another organ of your body. So I learned quickly that my grandmother has terminal pancreatic cancer. Also, at the same time, Alex Trebek has terminal pancreatic cancer. I'll tell you a funny story. If you don't know me personally, Jeopardy is my all-time favorite show. I watch it every single day, 7.30 here on the East Coast, rather. Um, When I lived in Missouri, it came on at 7 o'clock, but Jeopardy is probably something that I have seen the most of. It's absolutely the thing that I've seen the most of in my entire life. So when I heard the news that Alex Trebek had pancreatic cancer, I was devastated. I uh, don't really get into celebrity deaths or even celebrity lives for that matter. But uh, being a staple in my life from being on my favorite show that, you know, coincidentally launched the year of my birth. So Jeopardy is a part of me. It's a part of my life. And it is... um, something that I am amazing at. If I am not better at anything on the entire planet, it is trivia and Jeopardy. So um, back to my grandmother, right? So my grandmother and I, I have the most amazing relationship. Out of all the people on the planet and in the universe, outside of God, I am not closer with anyone than I am with her. Um, the only other person was probably my aunt. She passed away in 2015 when I was pregnant with Jackson. And I think I've mentioned her in uh, the therapy episode. And I've lost my other grandparents um, subsequently year after year. And, you know, 2000, I lost my last, my mother's mom in 2018. So here we go, 2019. And it's been a pretty quiet year. Um, I recently lost an aunt, my grandmother's sister, my mother's mother's sister. And I'm kind of anti-funeral. <laughs> and I love planning funerals. But then again, I've learned that I like planning events in general. But funerals have like a special place in my heart. And for probably 10 years, my my grandmother had open heart surgery about, what is this, 2019? So 2012, I don't know, eight, 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 seven, eight years ago. She had open heart surgery and um, I flew up here and I stayed a couple of weeks to help her recover. And we started having the conversation of her advanced directives of her funeral plan. 
my her mother, my great grandmother, lived to be 99, and she um, decided not to treat breast cancer at the time. You know, one way or the other, where she was getting out of here, and she said she didn't want to have uh, the chemotherapy deteriorate her body, so she just chose the um, natural, more or less, way to transition to the other side, I guess. So. Um, nonetheless, we began to prepare for my grandmother's funeral and or at least the idea that at some point she would no longer be here with me. <clears throat> so fast forward again till Thursday, she calls to tell me her goodbyes and I don't take it very well. I don't I'm afraid I'm in North Carolina. I'm a few states away. So I said, OK, I can, you know, see what's happening I can go and make sure that everything is what it's supposed to be or I can miss the opportunity to be side by side with my grandmother at the time that she passes so I pick up my boys from school and we jump in the car and we leave we drive 12 hours to Fort Myers. She lives in Lehigh, which is um, a city right outside of Fort Myers. Very smaller, more, I don't want to call it rural because it's, well, I'm not going to say I'm not, it's because it's Florida, but it's smaller. So we get here and we jump right into all the planning. We have hospice come by and they plan all our medicines and what our next steps are. And everybody comes by to visit and she's so ready. <laughs> She's so ready. She's so ready. She doesn't make any plans to do anything. Every time she closed her eyes, she said, okay, goodbye. And she closed her eyes and she'd take a nap. And then you'll hear her groan a little bit in a little while. And she'll open her eyes. She said, oh, okay. <laughs> like, damn it, I'm still here. <laughs> and it's just funny to me how lighthearted she is about the whole situation and I've been torn the hell up okay because this is my favorite person on the planet I've been going through pictures and looking at things and I'm everywhere everywhere you look there's a picture of me on the walls on her bed and it I don't want to say it made me feel kind of way but it made me wonder like how the other grandkids feel about it <laughs> I don't know even in these last days I'm the one that's here so I'm not gonna say I don't care how I feel about it I just don't have room for that you know my concern was being here for her she she in a roundabout way said she wanted me here so I am here I have grown up my entire life and the one person that I could depend on was my Grammy. Whether it has been to pick me up from, you know, my mom or from my other grandmother, they would ride back and forth on the train to take me from Virginia to Florida when I was younger. It was nothing she wouldn't do for me. I got in trouble when I was pregnant and I had to be extradited to Mississippi. And she drove from Florida to Mississippi. And here I was, you know, thinking I'm going to be sitting in jail forever. And they come and get me like a Tuesday morning and they're like, hey, it's time for you to go. And I'm like, what the hell you mean it's time for me to go? Nobody even knows I'm here. And sure enough, I get there and on the other side of the wall is her smiling face. <laughs> just as happy as she could be and I've never felt more 
ashamed or disappointed, but at the same time, I can't imagine anyone else coming to get me. She never questioned what the hell are you doing? She never fussed about anything. She just made sure I had everything I needed. We got a lawyer. We got it all taken care of. And we just kept it moving. She, I can't say she ever scolded me. She just made sure I knew the difference in, in my consequences and made sure I knew you know, the importance of the decisions that I was making. And that is something that I will cherish forever because it is something that I try to teach my children. Um, I'm not necessarily disappointed in every single thing you do. I am more concerned that you're making the right decisions with everything you do. And um, even to getting married, she was there at my wedding. She was there when I had Jalen. She was my push buddy. She made sure that I had everything that I needed. There has not been a single time in my life, regardless of the circumstances, regardless of the situation that she has not been there. So on one hand, I am very terrified (laughs) of what my life looks like without her I'm afraid of all the future things that will happen I should miss. My boys are extremely close to her. And Jackson, he knew I was upset the other day when she called. We were both homesick. And I was very upset about it and I went into my room and I cried into my pillow and Jackson comes he's like are you okay mommy what's wrong so I explained to him what's wrong so (laughs) we get here and when she answers the door that night he was like see mommy grandma's not dead (laughs) right to her face and she laughed she said no I'm not dead yet my grandmother's from St. Vincent and she grew up in Barbados and she has an extremely strong Caribbean accent And I don't even realize that I have one until I'm home with them. I think it's just kind of, you know, where you at kind of thing. It's, you know, not where you at. It's where you're from or whatever. I don't know. I'm from Virginia and from Florida. So it's wherever I'm at. (laughs) So we get to the house and she's so excited because she didn't know I was coming until... I was on my way. I was like crossing into the Georgia and I thought, oh shit, she's not going to, I'm not going to know how to get into the house. Yeah. So I take the time to um, let her know, Hey, I'm on my way, you know, hang in there until I get there. And she hangs on in there. We make all the appointments. We do all the things and we talk. We have so many stories together and it's hard to sleep. I'm exhausted. So we finally get to sleep. And then the next morning, we have to get up early, early, early. And she says, come on, we have to go to the bank so I can get the money out from my casket. And I'm thinking to myself, lady, let me worry about about the casket. And you worry just about you. I can't even say staying alive because she doesn't even want that. She's so ready 
she's so ready and being with her has i'm not gonna say made me ready to but it's made me a little readier so i thank her for allowing me in on this little part of the journey with her so we get to the bank and she tells the branch manager okay this is my last time seeing you i'm not coming here no more i'm coming to get all my money so i can go buy my casket she has it in her head that the casket that she wants is not gonna be there somebody's gonna come get the casket she wants so she make sure that the casket she wants is the one she's gonna get fine lady let's go get your casket so we get the casket <laughs> we pick it out it's beautiful of course it is and we head back to the house and she's just so tired she's exhausted she said we well, just want to lay down I just want to take a nap so she is there and my four-year-old is not the quietest kid so my dad comes and picks him up and they go to my aunt's house so that gives me and her a little time to talk through things and she's in a lodge so you know here you got to contact this person to come pick up my you know secret box and they have to do this ritual and this that and the other and all of these things that they have to do and she's been a lodge as long as i've been alive so i already know that there are some things they have to do they have to dance they have to wear their black suits and <laughs> and all those things so we're just taking the time to go through each individual thing but one thing that I have never had the opportunity to do is go through someone's belongings while they're alive. <laughs> Let me tell you, it ain't what you want. I'm going to tell you that every every single item I put into my hand, I have a story for. Where in the past, it was like, you know, you find a, a piece of jewelry or, you know, a piece of paper, a piece of mail. And it says, you know, it has something on it. And you're like, I wonder, I wonder what this means. Or I wonder, you know, what place is held in that person's life. Oh, no. We got every single story for every, every earring we pull out the box is oh i wore this to this gala or i wore this this is my supermarket earring this is the earring that i like to wear to church <laughs> every everything have a story and honestly it's overwhelming and it kind of i don't want to say it kills the grief process but it kind of puts you there really quickly and it's like you know what i i had to tell her like you know let's let's put a pause on this <laughs> this part of it really quickly because this is something i want to do with my cousins like there are 12 of us you know between well not your 12 she has 12 grandchildren uh, my dad has you know five of the of the 12 but there are so many of us i want to be able to do these things with my family after she's gone I want to make up some of the stories. <laughs> I want to hear other people's part of the story. I want to be able to share these things with her or with them at her funeral. I don't want to do this right now. So I said, okay, well, me and the boys are going to go spend time at my dad's. And I'm going to, you know, take some time. So here I am at the beach talking to you guys about the whole thing. So I don't want to make it long because I'm just going to cry the whole damn time and I'm trying not to and I'm like standing out in the middle of the ocean. I will send you all pictures. I will post pictures on my Instagram or if you're on Twitter, you already know what I'm up to. So make sure you follow Twitter. Make sure you follow on Instagram so you can see all the pictures of what's happening right now. 
I'm watching a storm roll in. I'm just kind of like standing in the middle of the ocean. I'm at San Carlos Bay. But um, if I don't leave you with anything, like be there. If you have the opportunity to be with your loved one, to do a death vigil or sit with them at their bedside at their last moments, do it. It's hard. It sucks. <laughs> it sucks so bad. But it's it's fun. And it helps that she's ready. This morning we woke up. We slept really good last night. Her first words were, uh-oh. I said, damn it, she's going to be mad. She woke again. I said, what's wrong? She said, I can't feel my toes. I said, uh-oh. <laughs> she said, you know what that means? I said, what that means? She said, oh, oh, it's the first thing that did. <laughs> so I just chuckle. <laughs> and we get up and we go to the bathroom. I said, maybe you walk around a little bit. You've been laying around for a while. Because mind you, hospice came yesterday. So, you know, she started her medicine. She started doing, you know, she <laughs> we're here at the end, you know. She's like, okay, you got to go open my window so my mother can come get me. And then again, it hits me again like Jesus. You coming to get my grandma. What am I going to do? What am I going to do without her? And then, you know, of course, it's remember the things that she says. Remember the good times. Remember this, that, and the other. And I, I'm not ready. I don't want to remember. I want it now. I don't want her to just be a memory. I'm so selfishly not ready but I'm ready because she's ready I have to be ready because she's ready my mind's ready but my heart isn't so I had to come do my favorite thing which is be at the beach I just like to listen I'm all into ASMR I'm very audible type person which is probably why I like to talk all the damn time but I like to listen. So in order for me to process this in my life and whatnot, here I am. Standing in the middle of the ocean, telling you about death and all the things that it brings. So yeah, don't forget to share. Talk to me about different things or experiences that you've had with the passing of your loved ones. Have you been able to be blessed to be with them at the time that they go or you know are there some wishes or things that you would have done differently give me some advice let me know i will talk to you guys in episode five